Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. Dozens of candidates were killed in Mexico's recent midterm elections. We'll talk to the editor of the Tijuana Press about that, as well as where politics stand now, right after the news. An intense heat wave will settle over much of San Diego County on Tuesday. Temperatures across inland valleys and foothills will reach the mid-90s, and Borrego Springs is expected to reach 120 degrees, a record high for June 15th. All areas of the county except those at and near the coast will be under an excessive heat watch from 10 a.m. Tuesday to 9 p.m. Friday, according to the National Weather Service. The mysterious boom in parts of San Diego County last week may have been caused by aircraft from MCAS Miramar training over the ocean. In a news release posted on Twitter, MCAS Miramar said two aircraft were training 30 miles off the coast when the boom was heard around 8 p.m. Tuesday. Last week's boom was the third heard in the county since February. The number of ghost guns impounded by San Diego police are on pace to nearly double, according to a report the police gave to San Diego City Council person Marnie Von Wilpert. Ghost guns are firearms that are assembled by hand and are usually untraceable. Police have gone from finding and seizing about 17 a month last year to 35 a month this year. Von Wilpert said she is working on an ordinance to close a loophole that allows people to buy and sell the guns. Midterm elections took place in Mexico on June 6th, changing up the makeup of its Congress. The dominant Morena party lost 60-plus seats, which will make it harder for President Andrés Manuel López Obrador to pass legislation. The election was also the most violent in recent years. Candidates were killed, polling places were shut down by armed assailants, and a severed head was tossed into a voting site in Tijuana. Vicente Calderón is the editor of TijuanaPress.com. Thank you very much for joining me. I first want to ask about the outcome of the election. I know that, you know, the votes are still being counted, but from, you know, what it seems, what is the message that people have sent with their votes? Thank you for the invitation. I think the most important thing is that they are not very pleased with the political system because only about four out of eight of 10 in Baja California went out to the polls. So still we are having a very low turnout and that has been a problem uh, since the, during the last, I would say 20 years probably. I mean, <clears throat> this is very sad because I've been covering elections since the 1980s. And at the end of the 80s decade, we were in, here in Baja California, we were the avant-garde of democracy, electoral democracy at least because we have a very high turnout in the first uh, election that an opposition candidate was declared the winner. So we've been struggling because as we have made a lot of progress with the electoral system in Mexico, the interest of the voters is still very, very low. Why is that? Do they feel like their votes don't count? I think that's a big thing, but I don't think I don't think it's exactly that, but I, I will think that is more in the sense that they don't believe in the political system. They are more confident in the electoral system, but the options for them are not producing good results. That means they are not very happy with politicians. They are especially angry with political parties. And also is the bad 
uh, offer from the political institutions or parties that is not attracting people. My theory, after all these years covering elections in Baja and in Mexico in, in general, is that people tend to vote mainly against somebody and not in favor of somebody. We haven't had regularly somebody uh, able to attract or the incite or the uh, provoke enthusiasm on the voters. There's some, for some specific groups, but for the society, no. And, and the comparison goes from the late, 19, uh, late 1980s, because in the 1989 was the, the election that I was uh, referring to that was marked a big change uh, in Mexico electoral system, because that was when the first opposition governor took the, the gubernatorship from the PAN. And the turnout at that time was around 70, plus 70. Uh, the next election was, it, it, it was also very high. But since then, we have seen a decline on uh, the, the turnout. We have some changes, for example, in 2000, and the national level, the, the voters began showing more confidence in the, in the electoral system. For that matter, we have a change in the presidency of the, the Republic of Mexico from the 70 years of PRI to a new opposition party was PAN. So we are still struggling in terms of convincing people that not that if his vote is properly counted, but if this vote is enough to make changes on the government structure. Well, I read that, you know, it's predicted this time around the dominant party lost 60 plus seats. Of course, that is the, the party that the president belongs to. Why do you think that is? Uh, there's a lot of speculation still, uh, but I believe that is because they are not happy with the government so far. Um, it, it's very tricky because, for example, here in Baja California, Morena won everything. They won all the, uh, the uh, uh, they won all the cities, the municipalities. They won all the state legislature or your assembly kind of thing. The um, the, the congressmen, all the voting for Congress was won by Morena, and also the gubernatorship. So here in Baja, they have a big win, but at the national level, and he, this is very important. I mean, this is also that is making a lot of headlines because they try to understand this as a referendum on the policies and the acting of the government from the presidency uh, down. So I think that's why they are counting this as they lost a lot of the uh, seats on Congress, um, because, but you have to keep in mind that the last presidential election was also a big change I mean, this is the president who has been campaigning for 12 years. He lost twice. This was his third attempt. And again, people, some people was very excited about him. People was very confident and that guy could change something. But also, they were also really, really fed up with PRI and PAN. And even with the PRD was the main three political forces in the modern history. So many voted not in favor, many people voted in favor of Lopez Obrador, but a lot more people, I think, voted against the establishment and all these political parties, not only PRI, but PRI was the party on government 
and, and at that time they held hold the presidency until that time and and they show a lot of corruption and people just tell them we are not taking this anymore but i think now they are not really convinced that this was a good option or this is producing the results that they were hoping for well, violence made a lot of these headlines. Of course, there was the, the severed head that was rolled into a Tijuana polling station. I read, I read different accounts. Reuters said 97 candidates were killed and over 1,000 or nearly 1,000 attacked. Uh, the New York Times said 34 were killed. Which of those numbers is correct? And more importantly, why is this happening? Well, uh, it's difficult to say because, for example, we have a case in Tecate, the city nearby here to the east and a guy who was about to be an independent candidate a candidate for one of the parties contending um th th this gentleman was about to officially become a candidate so was not officially registered but he was gunned down and at the beginning and some accounts will take him as a product of political violence others will not count on that Unfortunately, also, uh, we have a spike at the last days during the campaign, and in different states, we have cases of people who got what got killed. Some were obviously victims of political or electoral violence because they were gunned down while they were campaigning, actually. Uh, but some of the cases are more difficult to officially be declared electoral violence. And I so I believe that is uh, one of the causes or reasons for this this party on the numbers. They are still being investigated and, and not all the cases so far have been officially declared as political violence. But even, even if you caught half of them, for example, it's a huge, terrible number of people victim of electoral violence. We have um, in a previous campaign also a lot of violence. So I don't, I'm not sure if we can say that it did it, it increase but it's not going, diminishing, at least, I mean, that's for sure. Now, I think this is an extension of the violence that we are living day by day in Mexico. I mean, this is very sad, and, and this, may sound, this may sound very weird, but, um, or off the mark, but sadly, to find a severed head in Tijuana is not un uncommon. It's uncommon to find it in a poll, in a voting poll. Sadly, we deal with this violence every day. The new thing I will say is that somebody will be willing to use that violence or that terror campaign or terror strategy in connection with the election. My idea was that drug traffickers, especially, didn't have a political agenda in Mexico. This was a big difference between Colombia in the 80s and Mexico in the modern history. Now you, we have to think if there, what's behind all this activity. Not is not always that they want to become uh, political actors, but they will have. If definitely they want to influence the political actors, more, mainly to be able to to have impunity, which is a big problem in, in Mexico in general. Well, is there any hope of fixing you know the problem with violence? Well, there's two things we need to fix violence. By itself, I mean, no matter in which arena. I mean, you're talking about we have no more like, uh, how can we call it? Uh, I don't know if we can say the, like different area. Like we are talking more specifically now of violence against women. 
we are also talking about more violence against LGBT communities. We are we are talking about more violence against politicians. We're talking about more violence against journalists, uh, political activists, NGOs, representatives, human rights defenders. So the violence has been spreading in all aspects of society. Electoral arena is just another aspect. And I don't think they haven't recognized that this is a, a serious problem by itself. And they are seeing this as a result of the whole context. I don't know if I'm explaining myself in that sense. So we need to put a little more attention, but we need to put more attention in the ruling and the rule of law and not just in the behavior or, or, or the actions of the police. We, not, we need to look into that, but also we need to review the judicial system in Mexico, for example, which is a big, big problem. I mean, we haven't been, we, we've been focusing on the police accountability, but we don't see the same for the judges, for the prosecutors. And in many cases, the police improves but once they turn the, them over to the judicial system or the attorney general's office, um, that's when they get lost. They can go back to the streets and to commit crimes again. So uh, I don't think we haven't seen a uh, serious enough effort to curb electoral violence. I mean, we have been making a lot of progress in the electoral system. People know a big percentage of the people believe in the electoral system by now. They know that if they go out, they, his vote will count. And that's a big, big step ahead for Mexico. I mean, it's, it's difficult to understand probably for somebody who hasn't, who hasn't lived here in a country that for many decades stage elections. And when I say stage elections, I'm talking about that they, uh, they make an act out of them. So they were giving you the impression that you were participating in a democratic process when the results were, were already um, linked or, or, or known. I mean, the memes are, or the memes as we call it, are already, we have the results, we just need to have the voting count. And this the result of a long history of fraud in, in the electoral system. So we have been making a lot of progress. We need to also, tell the, I think the young people that even when they hear all this history, we have made some progress and it's up to them to defend, defend those progress on the electoral system. Well, now that the election is over, you've already seen some change in the preliminary results. I mean, is there a sense of hope or do some of these issues feel insurmountable? Well, we are going through something very similar to what you guys in the US are going through in terms of political polarization. I mean, either you love Lopez Obrador and Morena or you hate Lopez Obrador and Morena. And all the rest of the parties are the same way. You either hate the opposition or you love the opposition because they seem they're going to save you from Lopez Obrador. So um, I think there's hope because they ha we have no choice. I mean, you will understand or you will, your perspective will change based on that. And we as the media in Mexico, we need to make a, a big effort to try to be more transparent and provide more information so people will make better decisions and see if we are just, why are we telling them we made progress here, but we need more civic participation here. 
they are telling you that they are ruling out corruption, but, but they are acting again just the same way the people they are criticizing. But we need to be able to make those uh, arguments more clearly. And also we have to recognize whatever, if is the case, whatever the current government is, is doing right. I mean, this is a very exciting, once it's passed, and no matter who you voted for, this, in a, this is an exciting time. It is historical. I mean, people will say that all the elections are historical, but we will have, for the first time, a woman as governor. We will have a woman, which is also the youngest government go, uh, governor. We will have a woman that it will be the youngest to hold that post. She's about 35, 37, um, which is, I mean, it's, it's young people in charge of this young state. In, in the national level, I think um, Morena, the party on government, doesn't have the majority, simple majority. They will have to make alliances and coalitions with other groups. There's two different political parties who have been the satellites of this government political party, which is Morena. Uh, but we have been also making some progress with, for example, a new, part, relatively new party called um, Movimiento Ciudadano, who is ruling the second the state where the second largest city in Mexico is, which is Jalisco, the city of Guadalajara. And they just won Nuevo León in the northern part of Mexico, the industrial capital of Mexico, as they used to call them. So, I mean, it, it is very exciting and we have to be hopeful because otherwise, how can we excite people to participate? Thank you for listening to the San Diego News Fix. I'm your host, Christy Totten, and we'll be back tomorrow.